Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is really fun for me. So, you know, I get these things in the mail every single day. I get what they call pitches, which are, you know, requests to be on the Lisa Wexler show. I probably get about 300 a day. I'm not exaggerating. And this one really popped out at me because it's my own family. So I'm really excited. I'm going to be introducing you now to two members of my extended family. This is my husband's extended family, Danny Vlock and Sandra Vlock, who are calling in, and Michael Dimenstein, who is sitting here with us in the studio and the president of the Jewish Historical Society of Greater New Haven. Sandy and Danny, say hello. Hi. Hi, Lisa. Hello. Hello, hello. It's so lovely to chat with you. This is so exciting for me to be able to talk about the life and the work of your mother, and particularly because Aunt Marion, so this is my husband's Aunt Marion, Marion Wexler, who is a sister of Laurel Vlock, whose life and work are being celebrated by the Jewish Historical Society. Michael Dimenstein, hi and welcome. Hi. Hi. Good to be here. So, Michael, what are we doing to honor Laurel? Tell me what this is about. So, we have at the Jewish Historical Society an annual program to honor uh, women in the Jewish community of Greater New Haven who have made uh, significant contributions to the community and to the the world. Uh, and Laurel is one of those people. We started the program last year. Uh, we named the Jewish, uh, the, the uh, Women's History Program in honor of Judith Ann Schiff, who was a founding member of the Jewish Historical Society, but who also served as the chief research archivist at Yale University and was named city historian uh, by the uh, the city of New Haven. And why why was she? Why was she named the city historian? What is it that Laurel Vlock did that was so special? So... Um, so it was Judith who Judith Ann who was um, named city historian. But the program is honoring women who also have made contributions, and in many ways there are parallels between the careers of of Judith Ann Schiff and Laurel Vlock. Laurel Vlock was a uh, a pioneer in the field of broadcasting, in the field of filmmaking. Uh, she uh, she had the vision 
to see before anyone else that we needed to preserve the testimonies of Holocaust survivors while they were still alive and while they can share with us their firsthand witnessing of what went on. So this was b- maybe before Shoah and Steven Spielberg? Absolutely. It was before it was before the uh Yad Vashem Museum. It really? Was before it it was back in the nineteen seventies um when um the idea came to her and uh she reached out to a group of um, Holocaust survivors in New Haven who were a part of a Farbond organization, a, a labor Zionist organization that was uh, made up primarily of, of Holocaust survivors. And she felt more than just collecting their written testimonies or hearing their stories um, orally that you needed to ex- to bear witness to their telling the story. Yeah, it's to so seeing, different to hear them say Seeing it their faces totally. and hearing them with their pauses and tears as they were recounting what their own personal experience was like. And she, I see here that she also interviewed Golda Meir, Hillary Clinton. She so, interviewed a tremendous amount of women, so people. So f- she... Ashley started broadcasting in the 1960s. She she had a a public service uh, program on WYBC, which was then Yale Broadcasting. Which is now part of Connoisseur Media, by the way. And I was on YBC. Well, the Lisa Wexler show was, did it at Yale for a year on YBC. We had a good time. So Laurel Laurel was on that program, and it was a it was also a pioneering program. She wanted to share with public school students. The uh, the stories of what is going on in their community at that particular time, and so she had uh, she had a spot where she would uh, interview individuals in the community, and those interviews were broadcast. Uh, for public school children to uh, to hear. We're chatting with Michael Dimenstein, who is the president of the Jewish Historical Society of Greater New Haven. So let me turn to you. Sandy, you there? Hi, Sandy. Yes, I'm here. Good morning. Good morning. I know you lost your mother way too early in your life in a tragic car accident. Do you remember mm-hmm. growing up and, and having your mom talk about these interviews and and how her brain was thinking and her passion about all of this. Talk to us a little bit about your mom. Well, you know, I, I was a high school student, actually, when uh, she initiated uh, these interviews and had the um, incredible opportunity to go to uh, the homes of survivors with her a cameraman and Dory Lau, um, sitting in a living room, listening to stories and kind of watching it all kind of happen. And, you know, the camera was a, it was portable, but it was a big thing. Mm. And um, as I was thinking about my mom today and, and, and I guess the thing that is most uh, stunning about her is that she had a gift of listening and internalizing. And, um, and I think that that was really uh uh, the aspect of her personality that made it comfortable for people to tell their stories. And um, everything she did in her, her career was about 
uh, this sort of dialogue. No, <laughs> obviously her program of 30 years was called Dialogue. No, you know, and and that's uh, um, I think indicative of her approach to that, that was a TV uh, TV people. program on WTNA. Yeah, yeah, so right. she did TV. She did documentary. I see she won an Emmy mm-hmm. for Forever yes. Yesterday, a film that she made that was shown on WNEW TV in New York. It's pretty cool. Really, really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. And did any of these people become friends of the family, Sandy? Any of the people that she interviewed, did they sort of get into your world? Well, that's a really interesting question, friends of the family. I would say that it was such an intimate experience that how could you not become part of our world? Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think I was old enough to know to what extent the, the relationship developed, but um, there was a uh, tremendous amount of, of trust and confidence, clearly, in these these interviews, which, you know, you really didn't even sense that there was a camera in the room. I mean, you're sitting in someone's in someone's living room in a small space. And I think that, um, you know, to your point, uh, the the relationship must have uh, been very durable after that. We're chatting with uh, we're chatting with Sandy Vlock and Danny Vlock. And um, I know Sandy and Danny a really long time because. Their mom was sisters with Marion Wexler, who was one of the speakers at this event on March 3rd. And Marion Wexler is my husband's aunt, Aunt Marion. And I've known Aunt Marion for 45 years. And she's alive and well living in New Haven, thankfully. Um, and so let me ask you, Danny, when you, when you hear about this, this tribute to Judith Schiff and your mother, Laurel Vlock, Tell me about what resonates with you in terms of thinking of your mother and the work and why her Jewish heritage was so important to her. Well, thanks, Lisa, and uh, thanks for the invitation as well, too. Um, you know, in some respects, this well, first of all, I, I should say this is the first time I've been interviewed by a family member or uh, something like this since my mother did it with me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's come around a long time that way. Um, and, you know, as they organized this event in New Haven, you know, I just began thinking about it. And, and in some respects, it, you know, I go, wow, this is weird because growing up with this, and I wasn't, in, I was off at college when um, the Holocaust Survivors um, Project happened. And then, uh, and so I wasn't, have, didn't have the same front row seat that Sandy, but growing up with all of this, this was normal. This was my mom doing her radio program, her TV program, and, and then on to documentaries. And so, you know, when this event was discussed, you know, was, was announced, and you go back and you look at it, you go, wow. But it really felt as if this was just sort of like, you know, the air that we, we breathed, and this is what she, what she did. Um, you know, what got her – so I've been thinking a lot about what brought her to that particular point, and I, I think a lot of it was – what she, you know, what she grew up with, and uh, well, if you would remember my grandmother Rose. No, I never met Rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you never met Rose. No. Rose was a force. Rose was a force, and I'm sure that Sandy would agree was that she was one of the more influential people in, in our lives in terms of how she just did her control, did everything for us, and was just this presence uh, there. Um, and when she decided that something was important, she did it. Uh, just as an aside, she was the first woman in New Haven to get a driver's license. Wow. So That is so yeah. cool. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Yeah, it really is cool. Did you guys um, have family that died in the Holocaust? Yeah, being first didn't make you best, but um, but didn't in nineteen thirty, <laughs> in nineteen thirty-seven, in nineteen thirty-seven, she booked a uh, a uh, the, the the Queen Mary, and she and Marion and Laurel got on the boat and went to Europe. And the reason that they did that, where is that is that. Uh, Rose is talking to other of her family members who told her that there is a storm coming, and she was convinced that um, Europe was going to go up in flames, and she wanted her daughters to see it before it happened. And I think that that was a transformative event for for you know uh, for Marion and for Laurel. Yeah, they went wow. to London. They met some cousins there, um, but that's when they got to see. Um, Basically, the rise of anti-Semitism with, uh, what was his name, Oswald, who was there, who was the head of the British Fascist Party. Hmm, and it was anti-Semitic um, okay. uh, graffiti all over London, and they got to see that. And then they went over to Europe, and probably one of the bigger events that occurred there is that they were in Luxembourg. And they were in a town on the Moselle River, and you could cross, just walk across the Moselle River into Germany. And so Rose, Marion, and Laurel walked across the river into Germany. And after a little bit, they began to see things that were really quite disturbing to them. There were children playing who would immediately stop and give uh, the three of them the Nazi salute as they're walking there. And then they, Marion apparently was uh, thirsty. And so they stopped in a cafe for a soda. And on the wall there was a picture of Hitler on the wall. And Marion had heard from her mother that this was not a good person, and so Marion stuck her tongue out at Hitler in Germany before World War II. That's typical of Marion. That hasn't changed. Yes, that would be. Yes, that yes. hasn't that hasn't changed. Yes. At which point, my grandmother grabbed the both of them, and they made a hasty, you know, uh, trip back across the river into uh, into Luxembourg. Mm-hmm. But I think that event stayed with them because when they got home, I know that Rose and John uh, Marion's and Laurel's parents did all they could to raise awareness, and then just simply watched what happened. And so that had a phenomenal influence on my mother. And so looking at that, what happened, and people not listening, and then being in a position as she was in terms of initially radio and then television, and the other aspect, which technology, is that you couldn't do videos in a home before then. They were, you know... Big cameras set up on a TV station. It wasn't yeah. possible until they were big cameras, relatively speaking. Now we can do it on our phone. Right. But that was revolutionary. And so to have that and be able to interview and to be in New Haven and access to survivors who finally wanted to talk, everything kind of came together. That yeah, way. I can see that. So, so Michael Dimenstein, from the Jewish Historical Society, from the perspective of that, are you going to be showing these interviews with Holocaust survivors? We actually have a, a few videos that will be shown at the event, and it's on Sunday, March 3rd at 2 p.m. at the New Haven Museum on Whitney Avenue in New Haven. It's free. We invite 
the community to uh, to come and, and join us for it. Uh, but there will be videos of, uh, of survivor testimonies, clips of them. There will be clips of Laurel speaking about uh, the process by which these testimonies were gotten and why it was so important to uh, create them in the manner that she did. Um, and you really do get the opportunity to hear the firsthand witness share their experience. And it was Ellie Wiesel, the, the, uh, the survivor and, and author, who, who said that once you, once you hear the witness speak, once you hear the firsthand account, you yourself become a witness. And that was what Laurel had in mind. That's she wanted very people to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, to deny somebody's history to their face, you don't do that, right? It's, it's blasphemous. And so all of these Holocaust deniers, I mean, the fact that they get to do what they do, it, it's, it's beyond upsetting. I don't even have a word for it in English, how, you know, how it feels to me. Yeah, go ahead, Daniel. You're about to say something. Well, people don't. People who go through that don't want to talk. We mm-hmm. saw that with the Holocaust survivors. You see it through people that were in war, mm-hmm. in wars, whatever. When they come home, they don't want to talk about it. Hey, Sandy, and that allows people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Sandy, I wanted to ask you something. What do you think your mom mm-hmm. would make, and what is Aunt Marion making right now of this resurgence in anti-Semitism since October seventh? This thing that seems huh. to have always been around, but is flaring up like mad, particularly at Ivy Leagues, where I know that Marion—I didn't know your mm-hmm. mother—but Marion has her whole life had such great respect for Ivy League institutions. What's mm-hmm. going on? Well, before I answer that question directly, there are a couple things I wanted to say. One is when you were asking me about relationships, uh, my both my parents and we as a family uh, had a very close relationship with Ellie and Marion Rizal. Oh, is that right? Uh, wow. Of course. And, wow. you know, as Dan was saying, it's like, you know, this is just part of the landscape of our lives. Wow. And we think about, I mean, we knew it was important, but um, I, I want to make reference, if I may, to her program Dialogue, because it was on so long, and I still hear from people, oh, I miss your mother's show. Well, oh. it's been a while. It's been over 20-some-odd years, Wow, 25 years. And um, the thing that I wanted to say, and then I will address your question, is that um, the whole concept of dialogue, of community engagement, exchange of ideas, her earliest show, Your Community Speaks, you know, think about how intentional her and, and motivated she was uh, from what Dan was saying of these early experiences in life to um, to make a profound difference. And um, even speaking of intentional, even the theme song to her dialogue program uh, was from Cool Hand Luke. And I know that may seem like a little esoteric to bring up on the show. But the movie itself focuses on the struggles of a single courageous man and his quest for freedom. Mm-hmm. And I think from your, what you were asking me about what is happening now in our campuses and in society, you know, the, the, uh, to have the courage to speak up and, and in the civil society is really the issue I think that we're all facing. How, how, do, we, how do we speak our minds and still be uh, empathetic and, and, and listening, having a, an exchange of ideas. 
I'm going to have to really use the thing. I'm going to have to wrap this up. Sandy and Danny Vlock, thank you for joining us. Michael Dimestine, thanks for being in the studio with us. It's March 3rd on Whitney Avenue at at, the New Haven Museum. At the New Haven Museum, and it'll be a beautiful event in honor of Judith Schiff and Laura Vlock. And I urge the community to go out and see it and pay tribute. And thank you very much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely to chat with everybody. We'll be right back. News, weather, and traffic at the top of the hour. You're listening to WICC on the Lisa Wexler Show. We'll be back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.